You're listening to the Accessable podcast, hosted by Head of Marketing at Accessable, Carrie Ann Lightley. In each podcast episode, we chat with an Accessable partner about how they found working with Accessable and outlining the difference detailed access guides can make to their organisation and could make to yours. In our first instalment, Carrie Ann is joined by Natalie Roddis, Environment and Sustainability Officer from University Hospitals of Derby and Burden. NHS Foundation Trust. Hello and welcome to Natalie Roddice, Environment and Sustainability Officer at the University Hospitals of Derby and Burton NHS Foundation Trust. My name is Carrie-Anne Lightley, I'm Head of Marketing at Sable and I'll be chatting with Natalie today. Um, the Trust has become the latest trust to partner with Accessable to produce detailed access guides to your hospitals. The guides are on the Accessable website and app, giving patients, visitors and staff the ability to plan their journeys to and around the hospital sites. So hi Natalie, thanks for chatting to me today. Um, can you tell us about the Trust? Yeah, so we're quite a large trust based in Staffordshire and Derbyshire. We have five sites in total that are all completely different to each other. So we've got two acute sites, one in Derby called the Royal Derby Hospital and one in Burton-upon-Trent called Queen's Hospital. And then we have three community hospitals. So another one in Derby, which is Florence Nightingale, and then Samuel Johnson in Litchfield and Silver Peel in Tamworth. So, um, like I said, those sites are all completely different to each other. So somebody who might have had an appointment previously at the Royal Derby Hospital, if they had to then attend Queen's Hospital, they're going to have a they're going to face a completely different building. Thank you. I think that's really important to point out the uh, the sort of variety among the estate there. The fact that the buildings are really different, and of course that we have um, created detailed access guides to facilities in all of those hospitals yeah. um, and to do that our, our trained surveyors have visited each one of your hospitals to collect um, that really important data, facts, figures and photographs and, and that's been turned into uh, detailed access guides. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your role at the Trust please? Yeah so I'm an um, Environment and Sustainability Officer so uh, it's, the Accessable project isn't something that I would normally have been involved in as part of my um, day-to-day work, uh, which is sustainability. But the project was led by the estate facilities team. Um, so and it was funded by them. So they needed somebody essentially in, in the estate facilities team to lead on the project. And my manager thought that, well, it might be something that I'd like to get my teeth into, um, which I was thrilled that I just returned off that maternity um at the time and so she yeah she uh one of the first things she asked me when i returned was look we're looking at doing this amazing piece of work with access able explained what it was and i thought yeah that sounds like something that i would definitely want to help with because i think that it's a really important thing um, for everybody to have but especially a hospital 
Excellent. Um, it's really great to hear that you were able to pull some sort of variety through into into your role as well through working with it. And I think that that leads really nicely on to sort of our next question, which is why did the trust decide to work with Access Able? Yeah, I think because we are obviously a healthcare provider and we recognise that it's quite stressful uh, having to visit hospital, even if it's, you know, not for a long term thing, you have your one up appointments, but that's still very, very stressful for people. Um, and actually, anything that we can do to reduce that stress for people is going to benefit our patients. And the benefit of Accessable is that as well as the detailed access guides, which people can look at before they come to our sites to get an understanding of where they're going, what facilities there are, we've also received guidance reports from Accessable that takes literally the thousands of pieces of data that was collected by the surveyors who did a great job. Um, that information is then kind of compared against best practice to see where we are and what we might be able to do to make things better for people and to access our sites. Did that answer um, the question? Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> amazing. Thank you. I think just to, sort of a couple of things I want to underline there is that you know we we know that visiting a hospital is often stressful and anxiety-inducing, regardless of what your access needs might be. Um, you know, it's often quite a challenging thing to face, and so you know we just we we work together with trusts like you to try and sort of take away any additional anxiety that having an access need might cause so that you know when you're when you're coming to a hospital um your focus is fully on that appointment and you don't have any additional anxiety on top about things like where to park or how to find the toilets um and I suppose the other thing to underline is just, um, as you mentioned, that we do um, for our clients have the option of sort of a second output from that, that in-person survey. Um, the access guides being the very important information that we uh, collect and create for patients, visitors and staff. And the sort of guidance report being the output that is put towards the, the sort of the partner, um, the trust in this case. Um, where we can look at how improvements can be made and um, it sounds like you've got a lot of value from those reports. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We're, we're just working through how to apply the reports now, but obviously the access guides, which are separate, they're live. Um, and I always say to people as well that I haven't had to really attend hospitals for appointments very often in my life. Um, the only time really is when I um, had my baby, my little boy, and I was going to have him at Queen's Hospital where I work. And I come to the hospital every day. I know where to park. I knew the best route to get to the maternity unit without bumping into people that I might know. Um, you know who wants to bump into their colleagues when they're about to give birth? Um, but I was so I was so stressed and, and anxious about what I would expect when I got into the delivery area in the maternity ward because it's not somewhere that I, I go as part of my day-to-day -day job. I had no idea what the rooms would look like, whether there'd be a, what sort of chair my partner would be sat in um, because it was during COVID. So once we were in the room, he couldn't really leave. So is he going to be sat in this uncomfortable chair for hours or is it going to be, you know, is he going to be able to get his head down and 
and I'm going to be able to move around. Is there a toilet in the room? And that was for actually a positive experience because, you know, I'm going into have a baby. So I could only, that made me then realise how people who are coming in for an appointment that might not be a positive appointment might feel. And then people who on top of that have got additional accent needs. Thank you for, for sharing that experience. I think it's um, it's really important to say that you know the the access guides as a as a product was sort of originally developed to focus on um, people with access needs, primarily people with mobility needs. But you know ultimately, we believe that this information has the potential to be helpful for all different kinds of people, access needs or not. Um, and it's it's great to hear an example from from yourself of actually how that information was really helpful so that you could um, sort of manage anxiety and know what to expect. And that was within an environment that you were already very familiar with. So um, yeah, I think it just that just really shows the impact of of the partnership and, and the work that we're doing together. Um, so you you mentioned briefly earlier um, about the department that had funded the access guides, but I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit more detail about how the project had been funded. Yeah, so it was our um, director of estate and facilities at the time, Paul Brooks, um, who since left the trust and now works elsewhere. Um, he, well, the trust definitely supported the project. Um, because it's so big it needs somebody who is, is going to drive it and he really did drive the project and just said look let me need to fund this we need to get it done it's invaluable for our patients and visitors um so it was a state facilities led but yeah the trust have been so supportive we've got the staff um disability and long-term position network and they have been totally supportive as well um yeah Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, really helpful. Thank you. Um, and could you tell us about perhaps any worries or concerns that you might have had as a trust before the project started? I think it was just when I was approached and asked to take it on, I was really excited. And then the first meeting um, that we had, it was myself, my manager, Melissa, um, Mark from Access Able. And um, somebody from our capital team who had been brought in because they had lots of experience working on big projects that covered every department. Um, and I had never done anything to this scale. So we thought, well, if we bring them in, they could give us some tips and, and lessons that they've learned previously. And um, essentially, they said that, you know, they've done quite a few projects multi-departmental and there's always quite often you know concerns that are raised or delays or problems because it is such a a huge thing and so immediately I was like oh no you know we've been given this really short time scale by access able because I think initially um we were told that the survey would be in and done in I think five or six weeks and I was like blinding that's a lot of departments to visit to get it done in that short time and I've been told by somebody who's worked on these projects that we're bound to run into multiple problems and how we're going to deal with all this if it's not my normal day job um, but actually it went so smoothly I can't even explain how 
fantastic that it may as well. I think it's unprecedented. We didn't have time to just complain or concern that we raised by any department. Um, it, it was just amazing. Like they were so, you wouldn't have known if we didn't know that they were on site, you wouldn't have known that they were on site if that makes sense because they just did such a fantastic job. They were completely professional and nothing went wrong. That's so wonderful to hear and the, my my next question was going to be how was delivery of the project i think you've sort of covered that off well there but um we we should probably point out you know how how was delivery in terms of time scales did did things keep to time scales um any particular concerns around there it's it's really great to hear that um we were able to to survey and deliver in that kind of a seamless way yeah i think the the surveys took slightly longer than expected, but not by long at all, and it wasn't a problem. And that was mainly due to um, the surveyors being able to get access to the departments rather than the surveyors taking longer than, than they thought they would. Um, and we had to kind of do a two phased approach because when the surveyors were coming to site, it was still then there were quite a few restrictions in place for some departments. So um, because of COVID, so there were quite a few departments that they couldn't get inside of to, to, to survey. Um, so they just came back a couple of months later when that was absolutely fine and it didn't delay anything. Um, yeah, everything was so swift. Excellent, excellent. That's so good to hear, you know, despite challenging circumstances that we were able to deliver and sort of exceed your your expectations in terms of that that project delivery. Um, thank you for that lovely feedback. So now that the guides have launched, can you tell us about the difference that you think they're making? Yeah, um, so we've had a couple of um, colleagues um, that have, have looked at them um, that we say kind of they work here, but it's just interesting as a, as a staff member, somebody that's working within the departments to actually look at your own guide for your department um, to see what considerations people might be taking when they're coming to your department. Um, and the feedback so far has only been positive um, from people. Yeah, they've only launched very recently, so we don't have any figures yet in regards to how many times the guides have been accessed. Um, but yeah, we've only had positive feedback, and I think we're still working through um, publicising them and getting that message out to people. So hopefully, as the weeks go on, there'll be more and more awareness of the rights for people that are coming to town. Thank you. Um, again, that's really good to hear. And you know, we should say that if we do see um, feedback, etc., coming through, we'll look to share that across our social channels. I know that um, our our team here have been working with you to get the information embedded across um, the trust website so that it's signposted to from there. Um, so I think we should just point out where people can find the guides. Um, so they can be found on the website accessable.co.uk, um, on our free app, which is available on the App Store and Google Play. And they are also signposted to from the Trust website, which is uhdb.nhs.uk, with new links being added to the Trust website all of the time. 
Well, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really lovely to catch up with you and to hear about um, the impact of the partnership between Accessable and the Trust. Um, we'll look forward to catching up with you again soon and to seeing um, some more of that feedback coming through. Just a, just a final reminder to say they can be accessed on our website and app. They can be seen from the uh, signpost from the Trust website as well. Thanks for listening to the Accessable podcast. If you want to find out more about our work and mission, you can visit www.accessable.co.uk. Visit our social media pages at Accessable UK on most channels or email marketing at accessable.co.uk.